episode 32. Sugar Shane, 32 rolling. Take two. Yeah, we, <laughs> we'll get her right one time eventually. <laughs> we got uh, got one of our own Florida Florida natives in here with us today, Shane. Yeah. I've known him for a, a while, back in the Imoto days when we were traveling around, going to the different races and stuff like that. Deland, Florida, JSR Motorsports, switching over to a Honda, which we're going to talk about it too, but Mr. Justin Starling. Yeah, stoked to be here. It's been a while. We did, uh, what, the last iMoto one was in Reddick. Yes. I think. I was on Suzuki's. Yep, it was in Reddick. And oh, so this isn't your first first uh, interview? No. Trust me. When we had the iMoto stuff going, I think, I think Justin is the one that made the term at that time. Tyler Kosher, correct me if I'm wrong, because we were editing it during the week. But I think he made the term, you don't moto, I moto. <laughs> Pretty sure you came up with that at Reddick. I have no idea, but I could see myself saying something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also have a good friend of, of Future MX, good friend of mine personally, Mr. Dave Dukey, with us in the room. Hello. Duke, nice to have you down here in, in Florida. Good to uh, be down here. He's, he's back. Probably a little, bit back. a little bit different weather than up there in the Chicago area. Yep. It's been in the 50s for the last week and a half. Yeah, it's raining. So, are you considered a snowbird mechanic? <laughs> I think you could probably call it that because I usually come down in September, October, go home about May. So you're the one causing the traffic. And Absolutely, crappy driving around here. <laughs> snowbird mechanics. Yep. Yeah. Well, I I I want to talk on uh, on Justin and I know Duke. You were you were there too through the iMoto times. Uh, you know, we did a lot at that time. You were with Drew, mm-hmm. and we got to spend a lot of time together. But Justin, you you were. Suzuki, I think. Yep. At that time, was that was that through the Rockstar Suzuki thing? Yes. Or? Yep. Yeah. Actually, I think Drew and I are on the same team at the same mm-hmm. time, weren't we? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that would have been what, like, oh, two thousand nine, oh eight, oh nine. Yep. Yeah. So talk about growing up. Were you are you born and raised from Deland? Yeah. Well, now I live in Riverview, um, so down near Tampa. But uh, yeah, born and raised Florida my whole life. I've done the whole like you know go to California and, and live out there for a bit and, and do all that, but uh, yeah, no, I'm a I'm a Florida native. Yeah, and then growing up in Florida, were you doing like mainly local stuff or Gold Cup stuff or? Honestly, no. My uh, my dad at the time it was more like let's just train with like Ronnie Tishner at the time, so we were doing a lot of that and then just racing the nationals and then would do winter ams because winter ams was always big at the time. Yeah. Uh, and then gold cup was kind of like a, Hey, if we think we need to race, like, let's go do that. Yeah. But, uh, mainly just winter ams and, um, and the nationals. We so do you have any siblings or anything that ride? Uh, I have a sister, but no, she doesn't ride. So when did you first start riding? Like what'd you, when'd you get into this? I mean, uh, yeah, so I was four, uh, my dad got me a JR 50 and, uh, the JR 50. Yeah. Man, on, on Christmas, I remember it. And, I remember going out the back door, holding it wide open into a tree. Um, and after that, I wanted nothing to do with dirt bikes. I was like, nope, that's dangerous. I'm out. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, then my sister started getting good. And I'm like, oh, I can't let that happen, you know. And she's a little bit older than me. And next time I rode, I went directly into my dad's truck. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, we started racing at PAX. PAX Tracks was my first time racing yeah. in uh, first place. So, um, yeah, I ended up getting, I think, last, but I whole shotted. Okay. We're being super scared, having one behind me, so I let them all go, <laughs> and um, yeah, and then just kind of just started racing from there. Shane and I still do that to this day. Whole shot and then let them all go. Let everybody go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm only here for the whole shots. <laughs> <laughs> what was the? What would have been the closest track to you 
growing up, was it Pax? Yeah, Pax is about 30 minutes from my parents' house, yeah. So Deland, I mean, it's not you're not too far from like Waldo or Orlando. No, far, far from Waldo. I think it was like an uh, hour 45 to get there because um, you're on the other side of the state at that point. Yeah. Um, Orlando was about an hour, but yeah, Pax was 30 minutes. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you, I guess you were doing closer to like Daytona. Yes. In, yeah, literally I live off, or my parents live off the road, uh, International Speedway. That goes to the speed. Uh, Isn't that ninety two? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Nice. So you're you're growing up racing in Florida. At what point did this become serious? You know, that's a that's a question we were just talking about not that long ago. Um, I don't really know, but I, if I had to pinpoint it, I would say around two thousand two when I won Loretta's my first time. It kind of from there seemed like it was gonna. I don't know, it was almost like something where I was like, oh, this is, because at the time I didn't know what I won, you know, but yeah. after that we had, I remember it was an offer from Honda, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and Yamaha. Nice. And I was on 50, so I could only go really a couple spots because only other, like I think Honda and Yamaha was only 85s. Yeah. So we only had really two options, but I was like, wow, this could, like, this is something, you know, I rode for Cobra at the time, but I didn't really, I, to me, it just felt like family. And I thought my parents were just spending money. You know, I didn't know that I was getting support from them. But yeah, uh, yeah I would say 2002 is when it started to, to really, like, take off. 2002. Hey, I'm stoked we finally have a Loretta's winner here because all everybody, <laughs> no, seriously, like, everybody that's successful that we've had on here is, like, all their Loretta stories are, like, horror stories. Yeah. Oh, I have more horror stories than good ones. I only won it twice. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's more than a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. One on a 50 and a 450. About two upsets you can get. Uh, exactly. A lot of horror in between yeah. that. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a pretty big pretty big spread there. Yeah. Pretty big win. 2002 to 2009. Nice. Thanks, Duke. Duke always comes through. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Duke. We wouldn't be Dukey without it. You know? yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I, let's i want to talk about that last the last loretta's which would have been the 450 yep so was that was that a pro sport or was that 450b or 450b stock really yeah it wasn't even anything big um the only real riders i was against was bryce valley uh who doesn't even race anymore and then nick paluzzi who doesn't race anymore um i think we have a paluzzi jersey around here somewhere i, I could have sworn i saw one when i walked in but yeah yeah it was uh yeah so Not, what, what year would that have been? 2009 Nine. was okay. the year I won that. But uh, yeah, it was one of those ones like going into it. It was like if I didn't win, it was something wrong. And I should have won both, but I crashed out of the other one. Another like horror story, of you course. know, I guess you could say. Yeah. But uh, I think I went like two DNF one or something like that. So yeah. Um, but yeah, the other class, I went one, one, three uh, or no, three, one, one. And um, yeah, it was one of those things. I, if I didn't win, it was going to be something wrong. Nice. I think at that at that time too, Duke, you were up there at Loretta's. At yeah. that, I mean, that you had yeah. you had the show hauler up there then. Yeah, we raced against him in that class, I believe. No, oh, yeah. no, no. If you were a Drew, he was always a. I was always a step behind Drew. Oh, that's true. That's I barely true. even you're really right. ever raced him, if you're I'm right. honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yep, you're right. Yeah. So two. So 2009. There. Did you go? Did you go again in ten? Yeah, I went all the way till eleven. Yeah. And then eleven was my last year, and I was on Team Green. Okay. Yeah. So who'd you end up with on the fifties? When you got those offers, uh, I believe we went to Suzuki. Yeah. Um, I it, I didn't really have a whole lot of choice in where I was going to go, and at the time I didn't really know. I think if I had to go back and I had some say in it, I would have went to a Cowie, um, just because Team Green was right. you know so big. But uh, we were training with Tishner at the time, and that was with 
Izzy and Treadle and all them, and they were Suzuki. So I think my dad was like, oh, the, like that's a good future for you to go, so let's go that route. Um, but like I said, I was so young. I, right. I was just riding the bike, and you know, yeah. if it was there the next day, I'll ride it again. You know. I would say one thing I remember the most of, of Justin Starling at, at that time, for me and the iMoto traveling around, we were at a lot, of, a lot of the same races, but you always seemed to be in such a good mood. Yeah. Like you were one of the happiest guys. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it didn't matter if you got first or fifth, you were always just like a positive, fun guy. Yep. And I think it's funny to me now, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, because that's one thing I, I admire about you a lot is, you know, your interaction with fans and, mm -hmm. you know, you promote yourself really well. Actually, Duke and I were talking about that earlier is that you promote yourself and handle yourself really well. But I remember back then, like you were always a lot of fun. Right. And I was like, okay, I want this guy around. Yeah. I, I do this for fun. Right. I mean, it is my job now at the time it wasn't, I mean, right. it, I guess you could say it was, but I didn't know that, you know, and it, this is why I do it. I just, I love this sport. So, yeah. um, I know the day that I don't love it, I won't be around. I'll definitely leave, but man, I just, every day I ride, I'm just so stoked to be out there. And then just being at the track, it's, it feels like family, you know, like I went and did a Florida series race this year, uh, yeah. at Tampa max uh, four miles from there. So it was like, yeah. okay, yeah, I'll go race it. Yeah. I had so much fun that day, like just joking around and having a good time. And like, it kind of brings you back to what it used to be, you know, like when you go pro, it gets a little bit more serious and a little yeah. bit more stressful and stuff, but yeah. Man, I just love it. Like, this is like the most fun thing you can do and I can make a living doing it. So yeah, I just, I don't know. Well, let's. You got to keep it fun. Talk about that transition, though, going into pro. So you do your very first pro race, Daytona. E, no, Atlanta. Was it? Yeah, it went really bad. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, it went really bad. I thought it was Daytona. I thought it was in 2012. No, that was my first main. Oh, okay. Uh, which okay. was this, technically my second race. Okay. Um, yeah, so I went pro uh, after 2011. Um, after Loretta's, I signed a two year contract with Suzuki City. Um, we made it through the photo shoot, testing, everything was done. Like we were ready to go. Uh, I was feeling pretty good, probably not as prepared as I should be because it, I didn't really know what I should be doing. I was just riding. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you know? I yeah. Mean, I, I, I think looking back on, it, I probably wasn't even close, but my bike was good. You know, I liked it. And then, uh, I think it was like a week and a half or two weeks before the first round, which was, I think Dallas, um, the team folded. Because Arm Energy pulled out, they oh. weren't seeing something with the team or like the the team owner Nazakatis. Like they weren't gelling, so they pulled out. Team folded. They took my bikes. They I didn't, they took all the way down to like my boots. Like cause it was all team stuff. I didn't have anything at that point, you know. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I missed Dallas, and then I went pro the next weekend uh, as a fill-in because Gannon Audet got hurt uh, on I think it was called AG Motorsports KTM. You remember that team? It was with uh, Al Albiker. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went, went pro with them. It was, I didn't ride the bike until Atlanta went terribly. And then yeah, the next weekend we were able to, uh, to bounce back with it. I think I got 15th. I remember crashing in the last corner and it was like a mud race and I crashed in the last corner and couldn't get my bike to start. <laughs> that was awesome. But, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a rough start to, to go on pro. It was not easy. So that was 2012. Yep. And then, so I, I know you said the Atlanta, the, the Daytona, what was 13? Uh, so 13, so I'll go kind of back a little bit. So 12, um, I ended up doing like two more races. Honestly, the bike was breaking every time I rode it. So Wait, I, was it still for them? Yeah, it was still, I ended up signing like for the rest of the season, okay. but literally I think it finished one moto of outdoors. Like I literally, I think I finished like a single moto out of like, I think nine or something that I did. Wow. Nice. Uh, yeah. Bike was 
bad. It was terrible. It would not stay, stay together. Um, the next year I was full privateer. Like literally I had a pickup truck. I financed a bike with uh, my cousin and uh, let's, we were just like, let's just go, you know? And it, uh, it went really bad all year. Like it was tough. Had one bike, no money. Like we were struggling. Um, but we just kept, kept fighting and kept, kept going. And wow. Yeah, we ended up, uh, I think we scored, like, national number 99 that year. Like, it was, like, I think I had 15 points out of the entire year. Huh. And, um, yeah, I ended up building up, like, my own program after that and just kind of kept going and ended up getting some rides and, yeah. So, what? go through some of those rides. What were the teams? I mean, you're talking 13, obviously 14, 15. Yeah. I know I was looking at your results. I, I did the Racerex Vault, which, yeah. which I love. And it was a fifth, I think, in Seattle in 18. Yep. Were you, was that on your own? No. So 14, um, I did out of my parents' show hauler. Um, we had a sponsor that was basically paying for all the fuel, entry fees, everything. It was, pretty, it was actually amazing for me at the time. Uh, I had gotten two Hondas from a dealership in, I believe it was Oklahoma. And I basically just drove the motor home and my dad would fly in a mechanic for me. And we were just like, let's just go racing. And. Uh, I did okay that year. Nothing to really write home about. Uh, going into, well, actually, at the end of 14, uh, yeah, end of 14, I ended up getting on a Motorsport Honda um, for Vegas. And, no, that was, I'm getting my years mixed up. 14. It's, uh, hard, it's hard for me to remember that. 15. Stuff what was it 15? I don't know. I can't remember. No, so 13. I don't know I'm, I'm a little bit backwards on my years here, but the, one of the years I went to Yamaha, I did like my program for two years and I went to Yamaha and that was a really good year for me. That's when I went to motorsport. Um, and I believe the next year, no, that was in 15, sorry, 15 supercross I was on Yamaha. And so I did two years, like my own program. I guess you could say it was JSR motorsports, but it wasn't, it was just kind of like a, you know, Justin Starling racing, I guess you could call it at the time, but that, that's not what JSR stands for. But we, uh, ended up going with that. And, um, I signed with uh, Motorsport Honda for the last Vegas Supercross. Did pretty well with them. Did a couple outdoors with them, but it was like a, a fill-in gig. Um, I think it was for Tommy Hahn at the time. Yeah. And then um, I signed with Traders to Traders Kawasaki to finish the season to finish outdoors. Um, that was when I whole shot at Bud's Creek and and had like a, I think I had 11th that moto, but like it was a pretty decent year. Signed with them for uh, 2016. Uh, did Supercross with them, and then that was kind of where I was like not really interested in going outdoors anymore. I was like, I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. I want to do something Supercross only and just kind of run that. And then, uh, yeah, so I ended up, I think I raced like one or two outdoors just to kind of stay relevant, you know, because as soon as you don't race outdoors, you kind of get forgotten about a little bit. <laughs> so at the time, I was like, oh, I should still stay relevant. I'll do a couple. Uh, then 17, uh, I went on um, JMC, uh, Husqvarna. And, uh, yeah, I got an eighth. That was my first ever top 10 on West coast. Uh, didn't do outdoors again, just basically just hung out knew I was going to get a ride the next year. And I ended up going to, uh, AJE motorsports for 2018 and 2019. Was that, was that part of the gas monkey deal? Yes. Yeah. So the first year was just AJE motorsports. And then the, the second year was gas monkey. Yeah. I, obviously I, I watched the show online so, yeah. or on TV. So you see the gas monkey thing with mm -hmm. whatever Richard Rollins, yeah. whatever. So I, I saw the logo. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. But then continuing on from there. So that was what? 18, 19. Yeah. 18, 19. Uh, I got my first top five 
uh, in the lights class, and then quite a few top tens. I think I got a seventh at a triple crown, which I thought was pretty good because I'm usually really bad at those. So uh, I was pretty happy with that. And then going into 2020, um, what was 2020, I signed with that Chaparral Honda, um, and that was a complete disaster. And after four rounds and four different mechanics and everything, just kind of going south of the team, I left, went back to AJE. Um, and I was during the whole COVID time. So, uh, yeah. we did like the whole Salt Lake, like seven races or whatever, yeah. Yeah. uh, stay there the whole time. And I rode for AJ at that point. And that was actually pretty good. But the, the thing for me is I was just kind of tired of signing these 250 contracts with these teams that were, I'm not going to say not good, but you deal with a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you don't want to deal with. And no matter what's in the contract, they usually don't provide what's in that contract. So I was kind of over it at that point. I'm like, man, I, just, I want to ride the 450 and get off, get out of this this situation. Yeah. So I ended up just starting my own little JSR thing, and the first year I ran it out of a uh, a Chevy Express van, yep. little like the short one, not even a long one. Yeah. And um, that went pretty well. Um, not the best season, but made it up, made some good mains, and and, and did all right. And then um, yeah, in 2022 is when it really took off, and now we're going into 24 doing the same thing. Well, a little bit of a change though. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll we're, talk. yeah, there's, there's some changes. We'll go, we'll go into that, but let's finish off 23, eight at Salt Lake City. Yeah, yeah. So Salt Lake's been good to me. I've gone nine and eight the last two years there. Um, yeah. Anything with elevation, I don't know why, but I'm really good at it. So, which is weird because I live in Florida, you know. Yeah. But uh, hmm. but Salt uh, Lake's a pretty cool little town too, man. Yeah, it's a cool little vibe. I enjoy it there. But uh, so 23 actually, you know, finishes off pretty good. Yep. And you were running the gas gas this year. Uh, yeah, the last two years, 22 and 23. Yeah, yep. so now we got a little bit of a change. Yeah. We're going to the number 66. Yep. And we're going to a Honda. Yeah, we're on the Honda now. Yeah, what do you I, think? I love it. Yeah. It was... Uh, it looks sweet. Yeah, so I wanted to have, like, the factory look, you know, because I have Honda support, so I wanted it to be as close to the factory look as I could get um, without stepping on their toes, and yeah. they were cool with it. They were actually really stoked about it, but... Uh, Man, the first day I rode the bike, I was like, man, this is exactly what I need to be riding. And if you go back to my amateur career, like I think I had, someone brought this up, I think I did nine years on Hondas, um, which to me sounded crazy. But uh, yeah, I just knew right away, like this was the right move. And then the first day I rode Supercross on it, it was like, I almost wasted the last two years on a gas gas type of thing, you know? Like I knew immediately I felt this good. And uh yeah, and then we haven't even done any testing yet. Like, I've literally just been doing laps, you know? So yeah. I know once we start doing some testing and, and all that, it's going to be even better. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. I'm stoked. So for the people that don't know, you're, obviously you're a professional rider. You made every main but one this year when you were hurt that one, right? Uh, two. Yeah, I got hurt in Tampa, and then I shouldn't have even gone to Oakland, but I went, so I missed that one too. So yeah. two, two mains. Who, who or what makes you decide what brand? Me. No, I just, it was, it was a full, full me decision. I mean, it's, it's my program, right? You know, yeah. and uh, it was, I, I was ready for a change, I think was the biggest thing. And, and no matter what, I had to make a change because the new gas gas was a different frame. Like all the parts were basically different besides the forks. Yeah. So you're basically restarting. Yeah. I was going to have to restart regardless. So yeah. it was one of those things I was like, okay, do I do a restart on the same brand that doesn't support me. Like I don't even get a bolt from those guys or do I get a Honda and get support? Yeah. Okay. Honda, you know, immediately. Yeah. Um, but I also did a lot of my training with Sexton at the time. So 
you know, I'm seeing his bike and, and everything and I'm like, yeah, that thing looks good. And of course, Chase makes everything look good. Right. But I was like, man, that thing looks good. Like I'd sit on this bike. And I'm like, man, this thing just feels like right for me. And um, yeah, I actually went in, I think it was the week of Atlanta Supercross. I bought one. I was like, I'm just going to go buy one and just start building it in the summer. And just that way when the season's over, I have a bike ready to go and I'm not going to be like wasting time on the gas cast anymore. And I got the bike and yeah, like I said, I took a lot of the summer off, but as soon as I got on the bike, it was immediate. Like this was the move. Yeah. I mean, didn't we get married this summer? Uh, yeah, we did get married. That was why I took a lot of time off. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I think that justifies taking a little time. Yeah. Off. Yeah. I, uh, a lot of people were like, we're well, not going to try for SMX and all this stuff. And I said, honestly, no, this year is going to be based around, you know, getting married and, and living that life a little bit and separate the motorcycle. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, she spent all, all supercross season working during the week and then flying in Friday night, working all day Saturday with me and then flying out Sunday and like just nonstop. <laughs> I'm like, who am I if I don't like, you know, spend a little time. Yeah. Like get away from the dirt bike for a bit and yeah. like, you know, fully indulge in this and the honeymoon and all that. So no, I, I fully understand it. Shane, you know it too, from being in the, in the team side of things. Yeah. Like, but for us, you know, when we, when we initially started future MX, you know, we were doing a lot of stuff through KTM Yeah, and, and when we made the decision to switch over to Cowie, and, you know, we were getting some Cowie support, but you you literally have to change everything. Everything. Like your entire mm -hmm. semi truck, all your parts, all your, yep. I mean, everything. You change the color of your hat. Yeah. yeah. And you and you do. You have to rebrand the truck. You have to rebrand yeah. all your clothing. I mean, and all the way down to small things like just, you know, parts full of subframes and sprockets yes. and bolts. Like every bit of that has to change because it, it none of it. Oh yeah, works. You know, I'm so, still selling parts that I have from this season. Yeah, it, it's I, insane. That's like <laughs> I showed you before we got on the episode. Yeah. I mean, I've got so much Cowie parts left. You know, from this season right now, and the the, the 24 Cowie is very similar yep. on the 450 side. That it's going to be an all new bike. Yep. So a lot of that stuff doesn't work and go back and forth. So I can see you know where you're coming from as far as changing to a brand that's supporting you. You would have had to basically restart anyway yeah no if, matter what i was even if do. you would have stayed on on yes. gas gas so you know that's a big thing and you know i know you with the way that you detail the the truck and keep everything so organized i mean you basically have to take everything out and restart mm -hmm. you know how many times we change brands at tt motorsports yes <laughs> well yeah got the truck and restart you know yeah it was it was quite a feat that's for damn sure yeah, no, it's a lot. So that brings you up to current, kind of go through this year with 2023. Next year, we're going number 66 yep. on a Honda, JSR. What does JSR mean? So, I mean, you guess you could say it's Justin Starling Racing, but okay. honestly, it was John Sebastian Waugh, uh, a longtime friend of my dad. And I he kind of, I guess, paved the way for me a little bit with knowing yep. that this is what I wanted to do because he was always around and he was winning championships in Canada and so on. And um I was like, man, I was going to start my own thing. Like we, they always called us JSR back in the day. And it was like, okay, let's just keep that going. So we started JSR and then I put motorsports behind it for an LLC purpose. And yeah. that's just kind of where it is. Well, even on that, the videos that you put out, which I know, you know, we'll, we'll get into that too and talk about some of that, but you did the one about the bike build, yep. you know, and I, I saw it when we were coming back from an event. I mean, how clean that thing is. And I know you talked about trying to mimic the Honda, but that's always for me, keep it clean, like make the bike look good. And I know Duke, you do that too, even with, with Peter's stuff, like just the graphics don't have to be 
too busy, you know, like no. don't, don't overdo it, you know, keep it clean. And that's, that's one thing I love about even how you put the JSR in yeah, the shroud. That's cool, huh? People yeah. love that. I do. I love it. I <laughs> yeah. mean, you know, you're used to seeing the CRF there, yeah. but the JSR in the shroud, I mean, it's just so clean. So yeah. I love that. So what's, what's the 2024 plan? I know, I know Honda, Yep. but you're doing the full 450 Supercross. Yeah. Yeah. Always do the full season. Um, I have like a, I guess I haven't really had a goal in a while because I've gotten my top tens and a couple times now, I think three times in the 450 class, um, which is nothing really to write home about, but still it's, you know, it's a yeah. cool accomplishment for me. Sure. Um, but this year, you know, we have troll training, so we're going to be definitely more fit than we've ever been. Um, I already feel better. I'm down actually like seven pounds. Summer was a good one for me. I had <laughs> yeah. a lot of uh, alcoholic beverages and, and so on to, to really enjoy this whole wedding. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel good. Um, the bike's gonna be really good, but yeah, we'll do all 17. Um, I've got 95 total main events right now, so I'm like, man, it'd be cool to like you know hit a little milestone of 100. So I'm excited to to get that this year or this coming year. And um, outdoors is a little bit up in the air for us. Um, I'd like to do a few because I mean SMX I guess technically is our future now so it's like well you're gonna have to do that and I don't want to do the LCQ like yeah I did two of them this year just to kind of do them and uh for contract stuff and um yeah I don't want to do the LCQ I want to go straight in so goal is to you know accumulate enough points in Supercross to where you're kind of past that threshold and yeah. then you can just kind of maintain that um yeah and then do that but uh yeah program should be good um it's gonna be a little bit bigger than we had this past year uh, still have a sprinter van, but more canopy uh, space and so on. And um, never really had posters or anything like that, but we're going to do all that this year. We're going to do the YouTube stuff this year, the social media side, and um, just try to make it a little bit more, uh, I guess you could just say modern, you know, like I'm, I still in my mind, I want to do like old school and just, you know, put the money in the bike and go racing. Um, but you know, that's not how it is anymore. You got to do this social media, this. Oh, trust me. Shane and I talk about that all the time mm -hmm. back when Shane, I mean, remember the different displays you had to put up at, at every different round. Oh yeah. You know, tire, tire racks and yeah. You know, whatever sponsor wanted out there on display. I don't even think we used social media back then. It was just all what you saw at the races. Yeah. You know? I would love for it to be that way yeah. still, yeah. but it's now not one sponsor asks you about a result. They ask you about your social media following and I'm right. like, what, what do you mean? Like, what? Yeah. this is my results not mean anything. And they're like, well, like, can you post this on Instagram? And I'm no, like, it's, it's true. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's, that's one thing that I go, I go back all the time. And even, even with us right now, which we'll talk a little bit about what, uh, what's going on out at the facility. But, you know, when you're going to these sponsors and you're talking about, you know, logo placement on the bike or logo placement on the truck, well, how many followers do you have? You know, yeah. what, what's your, you know, between Instagram. Yeah. Who are you and, reaching? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and you That's know, even. That's how you judge today. Yeah. It yeah. is. Absolutely it is. And I think that you, that you do a, a great job at that, you know, of, of trying to maintain your following and your, your friends and putting out content online. I mean, that's like right now you're releasing these videos, which, yeah. I mean, do you want to talk about that a little bit? You're going to try and do like either a weekly or bi-weekly drop or what Yeah. Are you so we have a filmer now, his name's Daniel with Throttleburst. Um, he's going to handle all the, the social media side of things. So a lot of the posts you'll see like on my Instagram, it's, it's me, but it's kind of him creating it. And then it's like us putting it together on how we should do it. Cause I don't know how to do any of that marketing stuff, like, yeah. or make this post or that or this. Um, and then like the YouTube, he's running all of that. So, uh, yeah, he'll fly in once a month, uh, to basically film for a couple days and get some content that we can use. Um, and then he'll be at every round. So we'll be able to have videos from every race and yeah. so on. And it's basically what you have to do these days. Like you have oh, yeah. to have content rolling and 
Um, I mean, I've been, I think we were on day three or four of really pushing content out and it's kind of wild to see how much just like my reach has grown on sure. Instagram and, and YouTube. So from the people that like support you do with, you know, you say you signed a contract with this said company, yeah. do they, do they ever within the contract say, Hey, like you need to put out this much per week or per month or, or put stipulations on it like that? Uh, not so much like that. Um, they'll, they'll ask for like, Hey, can we get, you know, one or two stories a month or something gotcha. like that? Um, I haven't dealt with the company, which I'm sure I will eventually here soon. Um, that's asking me to put out this much content or this or that. Um, it's still a little bit early. It's still only October, right? right? So it's, I mean, it's early, but it's not. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're going to just try to basically push as we're going to basically try to annoy people with how yeah. much we post, right. you know? And, and I, and I know that that might not be what a lot of people want, but it's what I need to do. Yeah. Um, and basically just show the sponsor like, Hey, we're, there's content rolling every day. There's something getting posted about this or that. Even if I just go take a photo of, my exhaust and I'm posting something for a sponsor, like, boom, like this. And then yeah. they repost it and then it gets to their reach and then it grows us right. more. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, even, even in our writer contracts, like what we have, I mean, we, we put in there that, you know, you have to tag us and everything that yes. you put, you, you know, that you're putting up because, yep. you know, part of, part of the thing that I think is probably the, the hardest for people to understand and even writers right now, you know, like, Oh, I, I deserve this, this, and this, whatever. Right. So you, you feel in your mind that you've you know, earned this reputation, but at the same time as a business or a, a sponsor, that's going to give you something, there has to be an ROI for us. Uh, absolutely. So the return on investment, like if I, if I'm doing something for you, whether it's covering an entry fee or covering races or, you know, helping with parts or bike, what is my ROI? Right. And when I see somebody, you know, go post something online, they don't tag any of their sponsors. They're not thinking anybody on there. I'm immediately like, man, that guy's not going to be a good fit for us. You right. Know? Yep. And, and you, you always kind of keep that in mind. So I would think that's one thing to try and explain to people now. I don't care if you're just getting graphics from somebody. I mean, make sure you thank them, make sure you're, yes. you know, you're putting your stuff out there to do it. And I think that's a great job that you do. I mean, even with the stuff that you've, you've put out here lately, you know, I mean, I think it's awesome. Yeah. You know? It's, it's what you have to do. And I mean, at the end of the day, like people don't really understand, like just, we'll go back to just graphics. Like, okay, you get a free set of graphics. Most people are like, Oh, okay. It's just, it's just stickers. Well, it, it costs that company money, Sure, you know? So like, why don't you give back to them by posting something? If it sells one set, well, now they've made money. Yeah. So help them. You know, they're right. helping you help them. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, you got to tag the people. You got to make sure that you're giving back. Like, I think that's my biggest thing. And I think the past few years I haven't been the best at that because I'm so, like, just focused on the racing side. You know, it's tough to be, like, a team owner, team manager, yeah. rider. Um, very much. And, and putting, you know, the, the cap on for everyone. I mean, Chad's done it, you know, and all that. Like, it's it's tough, you know. But I don't have any help with getting these sponsors. Like it's just me. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, like, how many people do you have involved in your program? Like, is just you and a mechanic, or? Yeah, it's it's as of right now, it's just me. Um, just you. Yeah, like my wife helped me out a lot this past year, um, but now she's going. She's just finished cosmetology school, so I'm like, yeah, you need to chase your dream too. So I'm yeah, like, don't sure. worry about like my program. I'll figure my stuff out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just me. Nice. Um, I don't have a mechanic locked in next year for, uh, or anything like that. So. Yeah, right now it's like if, if you get see a deal getting done or something, it's like that's me doing nice. it all. So 
uh, yeah, from, you know, when I wake up to, you know, go run, then go ride, then come home, work on the bike and get emails done. It's, I'm knocking it all out. So it's a lot. Would you say since you started your own program, because you spoke earlier about, you know, signing mediocre contracts, people didn't, you know, Oh, I can get into that. Yeah. Time. yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you want to bring that up, but um, would you say that that's that all that mess that you probably dealt with? Yes. Is a was a blessing in disguise to start your own program. Yes. And would you like you're happier doing that versus yep. dealing with all that? Yep. I don't regret any of it. Like, yeah, uh, yeah I've at the time I would definitely have gone a different direction. But looking back on it, I learned so much because um, I've been on teams like Traders. Cowie was great. Like yeah. they were so good to me and they ran it the way it should be ran like for a, for a small yeah. b level team i guess you would say um so i saw how a team you know at that level should run and then i've gone to other teams where i saw that that's the last thing you should do and everything that they were doing they're just you're like mm, don't do that like i know how that's not going to work and all of a sudden it doesn't work but they don't listen to you right, right? you're just a rider um so i learned so much about what you should and shouldn't do um that going into building my own program, I, I kind of had an idea of what to do. Now I wasn't doing it like you guys with the semis and stuff. I just had like a sprinter van. Yeah. Um, but for me, I was like, I'd rather keep it small and any money that we get, like put it into the bike. Hey, let's put it into travel. Like let's do it the right way. Um, and you know, if I was a two rider deal, then yeah, okay. Going a semi would be the right, right. the right route, but, um, it's just me, you know, and I, I just want to be able to go race the best that I can. And, um, yeah, I would say definitely signing with those teams in the past. I learned more than I should have ever learned. Right, so. right. You would get to do it your way. Yeah. The way that you've been taught, experience, good or bad. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is, like, just making sure that everything is done in order. Um, I'm a perfectionist, right? You know. Um, sure. I think I, you, uh, can, you can see that in the bike. Yeah, and, and, like, that bike, like, doing that video, like, I, I didn't want to do it because the bike's not done. You know, like yeah. my suspension off from that bike's in my truck right now. I'm going to yeah. go drop it off at Active Ride from here, you know. But, yeah. like, that was a bike that – that's a memory race bike. The 23 and 24 is the exact same bike. I don't need to get a 24. It's the same thing, you know. It's, well, the frame sticker looks different. Big deal. Yeah. Um, but it was – I just want everything done perfectly. Like, you should see how long it takes me to wash my motorcycle because I'm so worried about getting into some spots I shouldn't. It takes me two hours, you know. But every day my bike looks brand new and it yeah. works perfectly because I'm like – do it, you know, practice the way you, sh you want to go racing. Yeah. You know, that's the way I look at it. So that's a great mentality. Yeah. Like you don't, don't show up to like, yeah, there's going to be days where I'll ride with the bike dirty the next day. But like, I just, I work on it the same, you know, like I check spokes, pretty every, you know, whatever I can go into that whole thing. But with my program, I just want to be professional. Like I want it to look right and people respect my program. And I think that's the biggest thing for me is I just want people to be like, <laughs> your program is like, something we admire to be like, you yeah. know, and like you see Moran's this year, he's, he's gone off and done his own thing. I've been telling him for two years to do that. Yeah. I'm like, this is what you should do. And this is how you should do it. And he's, he's now doing it. I'm like, that's the best way you can go. Yeah. Cause you can sign these little deals with all these B level teams, but a lot of the times it's in your contract, you're not going to get, and you're going to deal with more of a headache, like go do it on your own, get the sponsors, build a relationship with them. And then you have a nice foundation and no matter what, like, you're good, you know, and then you have assets too on top of it, you know, but, um, yeah, like I said, trust me, having a semi going all around is not, uh, <laughs> well, if anybody doesn't respect the fact that you're doing it on your own, I mean, you're a complete idiot because, yeah. because 
it's not easy. I know it's not easy. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's tough, but, um, man, I love it. Yeah. And it's also like, to me, the coolest thing is like when you get everything together and you show up at Anaheim and you get the setup put together for the first time and you're looking at everything, you're like, I did that. That's just me. Yeah. And then when you go out and you, you, know, you, you get a, a top 10 or something, or just, you know, you make as X amount of mains and you're like, you know, I've done all this, you know, like, right. yeah, I have some help at the races. Obviously you have to have a mechanic, but, uh, it's gotta be pretty rewarding. It is the most rewarding thing. Like yeah. to me, that is like the coolest thing. And like, every time I get home from the season, I'm just like, we did it. You know, like that was, that was badass. And I'm 30 years old, you know, thinking like a, like a 15 year old at this point. Cause I'm just like, man, that was so cool. You know, like right. I loved every minute of that. And yeah. You know, Especially if you can go out there and get top tens, yeah. you know, against all these teams you're talking about. Yeah, you on know, a bike that I built. That, on on everything that you built. Yeah, and like when I'm battling with McElrath at Salt Lake, and I'm just like, you know, you're past champion, and or no, I don't think you ever won a championship, but he's won races. Yeah, you know, and I'm on a bike that I built, and a lot of people didn't know, but my bikes this year are my bikes from last year. Like I didn't get new bikes, like my practice bike um, from the year prior, and then also this year was my race bike from Atlanta on. Cause my other bike just felt like it was timed out. I'm right. like, I need to just ride this other one. So yeah, to go out and like build these bikes and then compete on them and be competitive is like the most rewarding thing. Yeah. Like, so that's a passion. whole other thing. Yeah. It's a passion. Yeah. I, there's so much passion for me, you know, like that's a perfect way to say it. Like for me to go racing, like the, the passion is there. Yeah. Um, and then building these bikes, you know, if you see it in my builds, like they're pretty good, you know, they're, but they're not, they're not overly done. You know, I don't do, you know, I'm not Cerakoting the brakes cause it looks cool. Like, I don't, I don't do it. It's fine. I don't feel like I need it. Yeah. They get beat up. It looks like crap. You know, I just, I don't want it to be done the right way. So, right. uh, yeah, it's cool. I enjoy well, it. One, one thing that you, we talked about, you're 30 years old now. Yep. Just got married. Yep. You, and a kid on the way. Yeah. Saw yeah. that. Saw that. Got yeah. a baby, baby in route. Yeah. Talk about it from your perspective of, be, of being in the sport at the professional level now for 10 plus years. Highs and lows. We talk about it on, on almost every guest that comes on. What is your favorite part about this right now? Uh, I think the fa my favorite part is, whew, it's kind of tough, but I'll be honest with you, I think my favorite part's the, the work right now, like just putting in the work. Yeah. Um, it's always nice when you start fresh and you have like a good bike and everything like that and like a new facility that we're at. And yeah. like that's right now my favorite, but um I, I think just when you get that good result, you know, or even if you just come out and like, to me, like there is no bad result. Yeah. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but if you've learned something from that race, you're now bettering yourself. So yeah, I would say like just learning maybe if we want to put it on something like just learning every weekend is yeah. probably the, my, my, like the high for me, no matter where I finish. Yeah. Um, and then the low, I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I haven't really dealt with too many lows well what about what you. about just the the whole grind in general like what about the travel like do you like do you enjoy the travel or do you hate the travel i enjoy it yeah, yeah I, I do i mean like there's last year 2022 I, I drove every every race um just myself in the van drove and, and went on and this year i got to fly a lot which was awesome uh, but even when i was driving man i kind of loved it now know? when you're when you're driving obviously professional the series is all over the place which we're going to talk about the series we we oh, both yeah. we both posted about it online <laughs> But when you're driving, are you coming all the way back to Florida between rounds? No, or you no I'm, I'm usually living on the road. Staying somewhere. Yeah, yeah. This year, I, I plan to fly again. Um, that's hopes, you know, yeah. everything works out. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't I don't come back to Florida. It's too far. So you're staying somewhere, riding somewhere yeah. during the week? And no, not even riding. 
Really? Yeah, last year. That's why my practice bike was my practice bike again, because my bike last year had, I think, 10 hours on it by end of Supercross. <laughs> nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was uh, still brand new, basically. And then my race bike had way more time on it. Yeah, uh, yeah no, it, uh, it's a little bit rough, but like this year, yeah, I plan to keep a bike in Florida at all times and then two in the van to where if I do have to stay on the road, I have, I have a practice bike kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but when I can fly back and forth, then I'll be able to have a bike here. Yeah. Shane, when you were driving, I mean, you, you were basically going race to race, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't come home. You're not going back. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. you do, you got schedules and stuff that you got to get done during the week, like stuff on the truck and getting things done with it. Yeah. It was, I mean, there wasn't really a day off because obviously the mechanics flying in, they, you know, build the bikes and they be, before, on, before that in building on Friday or building on Sunday, every team does it different. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, but during the week, obviously whatever happened that weekend inside that truck or whatever, and it's, it's all day, every day, pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you're doing that on your own. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I mean, a, it's a lot, but yeah, that, that is actually kind of bring that back. Like people do it different. Mm-hmm. I never really understood that. I always thought it was on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year I started to see like PC builds on Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, Friday, yeah. Cowie yeah. builds Thursday, Friday. Yeah. 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 Uh, I built Thursday, Friday, a few times. Usually I try to get, I don't frame my bikes every week. Right. I don't, I'm private here. Um, but, uh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> like I only did it maybe three or four times this yeah. season. Um, that's just after, you know, X amount of races you do it. Um, yeah. Then you see some guys doing it on Sunday, you know, yeah. it kind of, kind of changes, which is pretty wild for me. But, uh, uh, that, yeah. That's like us, you know, with our semi, the only ones that have driven our semi to a race has either been myself or yeah. Shane because we're the only ones that have a CDL. Right. And when we roll in, like a lot of people don't know this because they've never done it. But like yeah. you have a certain time that yes. they tell you you have to show up yep. and you have to be in your parking order. Mm-hmm. So you're going to follow and it changes every week. Yes. So when we went in, like let's just use Tampa, for example, we had to be in the parking lot in the staging area yep. like Thursday at 10 a.m. or 1045 we were supposed to get right behind, you know, Hep Suzuki. Then we pull in and, you know, you got to start setting up, getting the awning out and everything like that. But then I'm looking over there at their mechanics at PC and they're, they're doing bike builds on Thursday, you yep. know, and Friday Down in, that little drive in the parking lot, Yeah, yeah. you know, right <laughs> outside the back of their trailer. I, like, I, I was a Sunday guy promoter, like now nah, Sunday, 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 obviously Supercross, it's a late night. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's, it was a struggle on Sunday, but my only issue was because I'm perfectionist. Yeah. If you had anything wrong, you have time to get something else coming, right? Like parts or. Yeah. But I, I put all that into perspective, but I was like, hey, listen, let's do Sundays because then I, you guys are out of my hair until Saturday. And like, so I, when they did Thursday builds, I would literally like have the truck spotless and they would come in like a freaking tornado. Yeah, and so I would have to do it twice. <laughs> wreck it for the weekend. Yep. Yeah. They're like, just leave it, Shane. Just leave. No, no, no. Like it has to be perfect. Right. Rolling into the race. You yes. Know? Yeah. I was the same way. Yeah. I, would, I, would, I would like to do everything on Sunday morning, yep. get as much done as I could. Then when I'm done with that, I clean the van out and then I send whoever was driving at that time on. And I'm like, cool. I'll see you on Friday. Right. Yep. All we got to do is unload. Well, here's another aspect of it too so say the truck gets in a wreck or you break down or whatever those bikes are already built yeah you know what i mean so like everything's done yeah 
So I, I just don't get the Thursday. I thing. remember when we rolled in, I was sitting there for staging. I was right there with Dino, uh, which is Roxon's yeah. motorhome driver. And Dino and I were sitting there and I was looking over next to me and like the, both of the Suzuki trucks, they had, you know, the two, they had the progressive and the hip and uh, they were washing their truck on Thursday. And I was like, well, that actually makes sense. Cause they just made the drive. Mm. So all the road, you know, travel debris and bugs and whatever. So they're washing their truck in the parking lot on Thursday before we got in line for staging. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. Which, like you said, everybody does it different. Yeah. But you want that thing to look good rolling in. Yeah. So that's cool. But so the highs and the lows, you know, we've we've talked a lot uh, for the people that have been on multiple different episodes. You know, travel's usually one. Fans, you know, I don't know if they if you feel like they're a pest to you, like they're they're bugging you because you're trying to focus on race day, or if you embrace that fact and enjoy it. I I love them. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's it's good for you because like here you enjoy putting in the work, but you also realize. Yes, you are an athlete. Yep. But at the same time, you're an entertainer. Yes. Right. And I think no, we are a traveling circus. And I and I hundred <laughs> percent. That's a good way to put it. Well, hence uh, Feld. Yes. Yeah. No, literally. I mean, like we are a traveling circus, and I don't mean that in disrespect. That's just that's what we are. That's what it is. Right. Yeah. That is exactly what it is. And like yeah. I've, I've said it to people, and they're like, "Can't believe you would like you know talk bad about that." And I'm like, "That's not talking bad. That's that's what we are. Right. We are entertainment. And like people Feld entertainment you know, puts it on. People are paying to come watch you. Yes. You know? they come by to see us. They come by to. They don't sit there. You know, like they they come to watch. Yeah. So we're putting on a show. Yeah. And of course that's, we're racing, but like okay, it's Monster Jam. They're putting on a show. Yeah. You know, like it's the same thing. Like we're getting paid to do it. That's what we're, it's, yeah. we're a show. No, I, I respect that a lot because you do get some guys that are like, oh, you know, I'm trying to focus and people are bugging me all day. And, you know, I can't stand that part of it. And I just sit back a little bit and I'm like, dude, those, those people that are bugging you are the ones that paying the bill. They're why we're there. Yeah. That's what I always say. If like, nobody like, showed up, then it wouldn't be there. Yeah. There'd be times like I'm watching film or something or, or talking to a mechanic or someone and someone will walk up and be like, sorry to bug you. And I'm like, no, you're good. Yeah. Like, give me five seconds, let me do this, and then I'll come back to talking to the person because we wouldn't be there if it wasn't for them. If yeah. fans stop showing up, well, no sponsors are going to pay us to get to the races, and then what are we doing? You know, then it's over. Right. So, if, yeah, for me, like, I will always take the time out because I wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for them. And if I can't take, you know, we'll say a minute of my day, Yeah. I mean, who am I then? Well, I saw I saw you did one with um, a little a little kid, like young kid. He was, I don't know. Yeah, Miguel. Yeah. Yeah, in L.A. I, yeah. I saw you did one with that, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, he walked up, and uh, that was actually the first time I met him. I've known of him for a while. He actually lives, I think, in, uh, like, Zephyr Hills or something. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a local kid. Okay. Um, but he walked up with a mic and was just like, I want to ask you a question. I was like, absolutely. You only asked me one question. I'm like, come on, dude, give me another question. You know, like, <laughs> if, you, if this is what you're doing, like, don't just walk in and ask one question. You got to, like, give them to me, you know? So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. No, that was, I, I enjoyed that a lot. And I know you talked about, you know, being rejuvenated, new facility, stuff like that. So we'll go, go into that a little bit. I actually showed, uh, Duke, you just had, what is it? The, the 360 camera. Yeah. So yep. you, you just did one of those and you did it at our, our place. Cause yep. you know, you're riding out there at the future facility and I showed Duke the supercross track cause you know, there's the layout and whatever. And uh, I got to meet you out there when we went and tested it. I, I asked you to come up because 402 just finished it. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, and great, great input. They didn't even get their dozer off the track. <laughs> it was in the whoops. It <laughs> <laughs> was sitting right in the whoops. Uh, but no, it's good because someone like you, I mean, you've got the experience, obviously. I mean, we, we talked about going pro 12, 2012. Yeah. Now we're going into 2024. So you're talking about 12 years of racing at the professional level. Yes. 
and you come in and it's it's nice because you know you can talk about shifting you know obstacle spacing yep. or moving the whoops or making a, a finish line take off steeper yep. or whatever but i will say that very first time you came out there i don't know if i'm allowed to say it or not but that triple's big the uh the clay one the triple after the straightaway oh yeah you saw me case that <laughs> yeah. thing yeah the uh well it's it was so weird like i rolled it the first lap i'm like ah, that's like a normal triple you know like okay whatever and then the other triple like it to me i thought they were the same size the other one's definitely bigger yeah and the other one the the non-clay one you come to it so fast too so i was like ah oh, this thing is easy so i'm like went to the other one i'm like yeah yeah nope <laughs> nope <laughs> my rear hung up on that thing heavy i'm yeah. glad i made it as far as i did because if it was anything shorter i it would have hurt it would have been bad but yeah. i was like man you got hit that thing pretty quick and I remember when blaze came out there i think last week i was like hey uh when you go to hit that triple on the, 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 the clay one, hit it wide open. Like, <laughs> land long, dude. Like, do not go slow. And it, I think I freaked him out when I said that because the whole first day he didn't jump it. And I was like, it just... Oh, uh, you screwed with his mind. I screwed yeah, with his yeah. mind. And then uh, I told Poosai, I'm like, hey, you might want to uh, lay that face down a little bit because that thing shoots you to the moon. And it's already so big that, like, you should maybe not go to the moon on this thing. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that thing is big. Yeah, but it's, it's cool, one. though, because your experience, like you come in and we, you know, we talk about spacing between obstacles and the rhythms. And, yeah. you know, obviously Brad and, and the boys over at 402, I mean, they do a great job. Well, I mean, it's unbelievable what they can do. I was going to ask them because you've, you've probably obviously ridden in a lot of tracks. Yeah. When somebody builds a track like that, no matter who, who it is, how could, because a lot of people have opinions about this, especially yes. Dazzy. What, how comparable to that is you know, a track that you would ride on a normal Saturday, say in Phoenix? Yeah. So I've rode, I mean, I've rode dream tracks. I've rode 402. I've rode, uh, oh, I keep forgetting this guy's name, but he did a lot of the arena cross tracks, Poulter. but he's Poulter. Yeah. Poulter's, uh, good out on that one. Randy Poulter. Yeah. Randy, I've rode uh, a couple of his tracks. Um, like when I was at chambers tracks, the uh, past few years, uh, he had dream tracks do a set of the whoops. Then you had 402 do a set of the whoops, and then he's had Poulter do a set of the whoops, and they're all built so differently. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like you kind of get a little bit of everything, but when you go to the race, it's just so different no matter what. Like right. there is... Well, it's built different. Yeah, there's really no way to be the exact same because every track builder builds differently. Yeah. There's not one that has the exact same obstacle. Um, so unless you have Dream Tracks come and do it, it's it's pretty tough, you know, but... Uh, Dream tracks can can or not dream tracks. Uh, dirt works. Sorry, dirt uh, works. those guys build yeah. the, the races. Unless you have them come do it, which they charge a fortune because they can. You know, um, it's going to be different every time. But that's where I was talking like Pooh. I'm like, hey, like let's let's. I mean, this jump needs to be pushed back. I think a little bit. And then the first set of whoops we rode, I thought were like a little bit too short and steep. So mm -hmm. I'm like, let's space these things further and make them bigger. That's why I like the dozers on the track. Yeah. Um, but. I told him, I'm like, let's just change a few things here and there. Like we can, you know, after we ride it for so long, like, of course, we're going to get bored. We're going to need to like sometimes I do a different rhythm in the rhythm sections, even if it's slower, but just to do something different. Right. Um, I'm like, hey, let's, you know, I was talking about it, like, let's take out one of the singles on the outside so we can do a completely different rhythm. And then let's build this bigger and build this smaller and build this this way. Um, it's nice to have that kind of freedom to be able to do that. But yeah, when you go to the race, it's it's always going to be different no matter what you ride and how you ride well, it. Well, the reason why I'm asking that is because, like, say you train at RJ's track until January, 
Yeah. Like when you get to Anaheim or whatever the first round is, I don't know the schedule. I haven't looked at it, but um, yeah. when you go, it's obviously Anaheim, but um, does it screw with you because those tracks are built so much different? No, no. Um, I think if you're someone new, maybe. Yeah. Um, but for me, that's why I do a bunch of different rhythms. Um, there's probably going to be a couple of days where I ride the track backwards the whole day, right. just to be different. And then you got to get comfortable to where you can put sprint laps down on that. And then that's where I told them like, hey, the clay triple. You know, maybe in December let's take that out and let's build a rhythm down that lane. You know, and just be different. You know, like let's start switching it up and like let's take some of the rhythms and like, hey, let's take the dozer and after it rains and like, let's dig everything down and make everything a foot taller. Mm-hmm. Then it changes it all. And then, but you have to change lanes. If you run that same layout from now until Anaheim, not going to be that good. Mm-hmm. You're going to be stuck to like kind of the same thing the whole time, no matter what. But if you go in there and you change three jumps in a rhythm yeah. and you just kind of move them around and it changes the entire flow, yep. that's fine. Um, I mean, there's going to be times where I'm going to have to go ride something else just because you, you have to. You can't be stuck on one right. thing, you know, like yeah. maybe I'll go to California a week early and ride yeah. some out there. Or um, I know with Truman, uh, I can go to um, dog the pound. dog pound, I think yeah. they call it, uh, like once or twice, you know, just to do some testing. So it'll be nice to ride yeah. that. Um, you know, maybe I'll drive up to Georgia for a couple of days or something. Just you're going to have to switch it up no matter what. But uh, yeah. if you do some lane changes and. Um, you know, hey, this lane is slower if you do this rhythm, but just do it to switch it up. You yeah. know, like if it's usually the but lines. Even, even when you're doing that, though, like when you're talking about doing a different rhythm, like that's improving timing. Yes, you know? and, absolutely. And you're still progressing, even even if it's not the fastest lap of, right. you know, of your session. Of your, hey, you don't of your always logo. have to chase the clock. Exactly. No, no, no. I, I don't yeah. really believe in the chasing the clock thing. Yeah. Uh, I believe in chasing um, your skill set. Oh, it's not even that. It's uh, intensity. You're chasing mm-hmm. intensity. So. Hey, you know, the, the main line in one of the rhythms is three, three, uh, two, two, because you go off of like a, a lay down three. I know it's kind of hard to explain it or lay down five. Um, you can go three, three, three single, but it's slower going into the corner. Mm. Um, you can go two, three, three, two. Um, there's going to be times where I go two, two, three, three, just to switch it up. Cause like, okay, what if you come out of that corner at a race and you, you mess up and you go two in, but you case it. Right. And then you have to go two again. Well, then you don't know the rhythm. Like that's why in practice, like at the race, I do like four different lines and everything. Yeah. I don't care what it is because like you have to do those at some point in the race. Yeah. Um, or if you're in Houston and you land on a hay bale on the triple out of the rhythm in Houston. Talking about me? Yeah. No, that was a quad. Oh, that was a quad. <laughs> yeah. That was a quad. Yeah. Well, I you saw. You landed on the hay bale. <laughs> yeah. I saw um, uh, Sexton go three, four in that rhythm. And I'm riding with Sexton every week. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And I went three in, seat bounce four, and cross rode and shot left into the triple face. Yeah. Landed on the hay bale and just did a front flip. So I have the scars <laughs> on my hand from that one. Yeah. yeah I was, was sitting one. right in front of you. That was a good one. Hey, I went, everyone was like, dude, why would you even try that? And next practice, I did it again. I, yeah. I made it, but I was like. There was cool. only a handful of guys that were even doing it. Yeah, and I was doing it like the whole LCQ and, yeah. and like a lot of the main. I I'm think like, you were the only one in the LCQ. Yeah, I was like, it's not a hard jump. I just cross rode And like, I just landed. If, those ones are nice because when you land, you just hold it wide open. Like, there's no judging it you just go to the moon yeah fast as you can but yeah i landed right there. that was a good one that was a good one, <laughs> that, a good one. that haba wasn't there i would have rode it out but not the nice front flip bike was upside it's just so funny like just hold it wide open like imagine riding a two-stroke back in the day yeah. <laughs> trying that uh, like, trusting, go, blah, blah. yeah trusting <laughs> that your carburetor's gonna actually perform yeah oh dude that, that was intense and i was sitting right in front of it watching the whole thing i was like oh my god yeah that was a good one but so we talked about houston 
let's bring up the schedule for next year. Yeah. So last year, privateer guy out of Florida, even us as a team out of Florida, pretty favorable schedule for a Florida-based guy last year. Yeah, if you do East Coast, you know, right, it's not too bad. You got Tampa involved. You got yep. Atlanta's there. Daytona's there. I mean, those are close races for you. Yeah. Right? Even Nashville. Yes. You know, day, yeah, day, that's fine. That's day trip one. stuff. Yep. 2024 schedule, Atlanta gone for the first time in years. I'm not mad about that, by the way. I, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. But Florida-based guy, Tampa's gone Atlanta's gone. Yes, Daytona stayed. I think Nashville stayed. You get Alabama, though. That's yeah. like Atlanta. So, but where did that come from? I don't know. Birmingham, I think they're Birmingham just, Alabama? Yeah, I, I don't they're even changing, know. They're trying to change things up. Yeah, I, don't, I think you're going to get more even the following year. It's like Speedway-style stuff? Or? No, I think the Speedway stuff is done. I don't think you're going to see much more of that besides Daytona. Fans don't like it. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I, Too far away. I hate it. Yeah. But fans don't like it. You can only see one part of the track. No yeah. one wants to see. You can see more on TV. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. dude, and there, there are obviously there's a lot of things to consider when you obviously they want to get a different go to a different place for different demographic. Yes. Yeah. But also at the same time, they're probably getting a place for next to nothing. Oh, absolutely. To throw the yeah. event. You yeah. Know? yeah. So like, yeah, Alabama wants that. You know, they're like, right. oh, how, well, oh like, somebody's going to come here and spend money. Yeah. You know? yeah, like, like, yeah. OK, a big felt event. Yeah. We, we'll give it to them cheap so that they come. Right. And we're going to yeah. make a bunch of money from all the visitors. Yeah. I, absolutely. Yeah. You know? yeah so you're going to go a a one. San Francisco, San Diego, A2, Detroit, Glendale, Arlington, Daytona, Birmingham, Alabama, Indy, which I know, Shane, that's one of your personal favorites. Yes. Seattle, St. Louis, Foxborough, Nashville, Philly. I don't. Have you been to Philly? Have you raced in Philly? No. No, this is the first time. I, I'm there. usually scared to get out of my vehicle there. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. I've been there once, and I did not enjoy it. So, yeah. so Philly, and then Denver, wrapping it up in Salt Lake. So, I will just say for us, which this past year we did East Coast Light Supercross. This year we're not, uh, which we'll do that breaking news here in a second. But if, for me personally, as a fan of the sport, probably only going to go to Daytona and Nashville. Yeah, that's probably it. I mean, I might fly out to one of the other ones, like. You know, can't miss Nashville. Go represent some JS sixty six somewhere. Yeah. You know, but as far as going, like Nashville and Daytona are probably the only two that I'll go to. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a weird schedule. I understand a lot of it, but at the same time, I'm like, why are we going Anaheim, Detroit, Detroit Arizona? Detroit. That's yeah. A long yeah. Like for me, I'm like, okay, immediately, I'm not sending my van. That's our, the, that's pretty early in the season too. Can you imagine early. the weather in Detroit? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like I remember, like even last the last few years, like you walk outside, your hand, you can't even feel your hands. Yeah. You know, like you try to avoid going outside. And the parking there. Well, you're, there is no. You're wedged in between buildings. Yeah, yeah there's no, there's, there's no, no pit party. There's no setup. There's nothing. You go inside of like a locker room and you put your bike on a stand. You have more like about the same room as this table, um, and you can have a table and a, a, your toolbox and like. That's kind of it. So yeah. for me, I'm I'm not sending my van. I'm gonna just send my bike with Honda or something and a toolbox and some parts mm -hmm. and a spare set of wheels and fly in because there's what's the point of having the van there? Yeah, you don't need it. You know. Yeah. It's so you're there. gonna go Anaheim two to Detroit and then to Glendale. Yeah. Okay. Which Anaheim two to Glendale is five hours. Yeah. People don't, I don't know. If That's a kick in the nuts. Yeah. Detroit to <laughs> Glendale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. complete slap in the face on that one <laughs> and i don't understand the reasoning on it. and i know uh detroit's a day race too like our practice at like 7 a.m 
Really? Yeah, so we're out of there super early. So I'm going to be flying out directly after the race. In and out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Starts at 3 o'clock. Yeah. Night show. Huh, cool. Um, Which a lot of the races, I think, this year are all early now. I know, like, a lot of the West Coast rounds are not real. They're they're at night, but they start at, like, 5 o'clock, I think, instead of 7. Wasn't there something, like, with the TV package? It's a TV thing for East Coast people. Yeah, Um, dude, because we... Yeah, West Coast rounds on TV. I mean, we sound like a bunch of nags right now, but, like, (laughs) seriously, like, but to watch a race on the East Coast... Yeah. No, it's impossible. Yeah, a A one starts. I'm old. I can't stay up that late no more. I'm freaking. I'm getting as old as Dookie. Yeah, the main events going off at one o'clock in the morning yeah. for us on the I'll East wait Coast. For you. <laughs> yeah. Stay there, um, Dookie. I'll catch up. I'm ex- so, I'm excited about that at least. You know, like because if I'm gonna fly back and forth to a few, few of those like California rounds, okay, well it's not. I'm not gonna be falling asleep at the main event this time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's schedule's shot. So you you did a few um, of the SMX. Yep. And I know you did one of them on A Ray's Yamaha. <laughs> yeah. Which was like a last minute decision there. What'd you think about that? Um, yeah. So my plans were never to do SMX. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I did not even think I'd be close to top 30 going into it. And I ended up, I guess, by the time they did like everyone, I was 23rd. And I was like, oh, okay. Supercross, I guess, went a little bit better than I thought it did. Um, but yeah, I wasn't planning on doing any just as a simple thing as. It, this summer I didn't ride. I wasn't ready to go. And, you know, I had people talking like, well, I can't believe you're throwing out the money. And I'm like, well, it's just, I was told it, like it wasn't going to happen. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it. The weekend before Charlotte, I raced in Italy. Um, and then I think it was Wednesday night. I was like, let's just go to Charlotte, you know, like, let's just go see what it's all about. I didn't even have my Supercross suspension was, suspension was still stuck in customs yeah. uh, in Newark, which is a whole other thing. Yeah, I followed that whole story. Yeah, that was, was interesting. But, uh, yeah, so I was like, man, we'll just go up and just, you know, have some fun. It was like an eight-hour drive, no big deal. It can do it in a couple, you know, eight hours and whatever, get up there and get back. So um, it was cool. And then, yeah, L.A. was uh, – I wasn't going to do – uh, Chicago or LA. Um, I was actually going to go to Sigismondi's wedding. Um, and then I had a little bit of a con- contract thing where I was going to get a pay to dock if I didn't race at least one more race. And I'm like, oh, crap, like I got to go. Um, so I ended up going and yeah, I didn't have a bike like at all um, to do it. I wasn't going to sh- send one from Florida. Um, so I was like, well, I'm going to have an issue with a bike. I can't get a bike. So I'm okay maybe we don't go and i'm in a group chat with a bunch of privateers and um benny bloss asked me he's like hey you're gonna go and i'm like no nah, i don't think so i don't have a bike uh and a ray's like you can ride mine and i was like ah, okay sure and immediately i was like man is that a good idea like, I, don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a good idea or not but um yeah the next morning i called moto whips and he lives like 10 minutes from a ray and he picked up the bike framed the bike rebuilt it um and i got some plastic and some graphics and we just went riding. But I, you and I talked about this when we were out at the facility, and I think one of the reasons, correct me if I'm wrong, but racing in the L.A. Coliseum. Yeah, that was a big part. Like, I, they weren't going to go back there, so I was like, man, like, this would be cool to at least just do this, you know, yeah. and, and and be able to Say ride inside the Coliseum. Yeah. Like, of course, it's such a historic place, but um, knowing that there wasn't an opportunity to do it again. You know, had we could, had it was like on the schedule for next year, I would have not gone this year. I'd just been like, oh, okay, like I'll wait for next year and do it the right way. Um, but it was like, man, I got I to gotta do this. So yeah. I remember getting chills the first time I rode up and rode down. I'm like, man, I'm 30 years old, getting chills mm-hmm. over some peristyles right now. But it was just, yeah. it's just so iconic, you know. That, so. that was the first Supercross I went to. 
Really? LA Coliseum. Really? When Deegan goes rode his bike off yeah. the finish. That was you the were first there? race. Yeah, that was the first race I ever went to. And wow. if I'm not mistaken, that's the first Supercross ever. Not that one, the Deegan one, but like that was the first ever Supercross that's, was in the Coliseum. That's what they used to be called the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. 70, so, 76 or 77. Yeah, there's a lot of history there. Yeah, so for that to just, I don't know, the, the whole concept of it was really cool. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, okay, let's go. And then. Got to do it. Yeah, then the wife's from out there. So it was like, made like a little va- vacation. Trip out of it. Say. Yeah, so it was cool. Nice. Well, it's cool, and it's it's fun to have you out there at the facility, too, obviously, with your, your wisdom and your history. And I know, you know, Pooh and I both trying to get as much out of you and absorb and be a sponge to get that place up uh, where we can. But a little bit of a facility update, Shaner, is uh, we got some drywall and some insulation finished up last week. We got some paint coming in. We're going to get the floors epoxied and stuff like that. But um, I did have somebody reach out to me on Instagram, or, or it might have been Messenger or something, but... Um, they asked about, you know, hey, how, how can I come out there and ride or what does it cost to come out there and ride or something like that? And, you know, just to kind of answer it and put it, put it out there, unfortunately, you know, we're not open to public. Uh, you can't just pay to come out there and ride. Um, so, you know, we're, we don't have that luxury. We don't have that ability. So I, I'm sorry for those that are reaching out, but, you know, it's just kind of the way we're set up is that, you know, we, we have our... I our, can't go play Augusta. No, no. Right. You know? Yeah, and that's that's just the way it is. But uh, as far as the team goes, uh, we had a lot of moving parts, you know, going on every day. Communications. I mean, I was at lunch with Oakley two days ago. Um, you know, having conversations with them about the game plan. But um, because of the facility and and the amount of you know finances and stuff that go into it, after just buying a dozer and a skiddy and tractor and all the stuff you know that we need, um, we are not going to do East Coast Supercross next year. Uh, I talked to Mr. Matt Bell over at HBI Racing. Great guy, helped us a lot this year. Uh, and then, you know, they pretty much did their own thing for outdoors. But uh, Aiden is going to go ride for HBI. We're going to help them out with some bikes and uh, help them out with some training and whatever we can do to, to support HBI. And Aiden's going to continue racing pro for HBI. And then Future MX is going to stay in the amateur world. Uh, which, you know, we had full intentions of going to race 2024 East Coast Supercross. Until you saw that schedule. Uh, the schedule is a big, <laughs> schedule's a big factor. Uh, definitely a deciding factor uh, was the schedule because it's not very favorable to a Florida-based team. Um, but even with that, you know, this this facility and, you know, getting it off the ground is is number one priority right now. So, you know, putting our resources financially physically you know time going into that is is more important than going pro racing right now so well weren't you telling me like some of your supporters um from the industry were kind of wanting you to go a different direction yeah i've got i've got two really good relationships and that's one thing i love when you justin mentioned building a relationship with a sponsor that's what i'm about I'm about the relationship. I'm not about just give me, give me, give me whatever I can get and whatever I don't get, I'm going to go to the next guy. Like I just don't work that way. Right. Uh, I would rather get less from someone that I know and have a relationship with and stay with them. Yep. And two, two of, uh, you know, the people that support us the most uh, that I've got great relationships with, they were pretty adamant that on the pro side, their budgets are kind of already in place with, you know, other people, either a team or big name riders, whatever. And they just don't have the budget on the pro side to do as much as they could and help us and support us if we were to just do on the amateur side. And one of them specifically said that they really enjoyed 
having our having their logo on our truck at the amateur races because it gives them a presence in the amateur mm-hmm. world. Makes sense. So that's the direction we're going to go. Um, I still, even even as of right now, I don't know exactly who all of the amateur riders for us are going to be. I mean, there's literally conversations happening daily and trying to map all that out. I'm, I'm hoping to have something, you know, there towards the beginning of November where we've got more of a set in stone plan. But uh, I did commit to Minio's. You know, we're going to have the same parking spot with the semi at Minio's and uh, the motorhome will be there. So we'll, we'll definitely be at Minio's. I just don't know exactly who all is going to be under the tent. But, uh, you know, I would say even even from two months ago to today, you know, our plan is completely different than what we thought. Right. Same. <laughs> it oh, just that's how it works. <laughs> it just happens. Uh, you know, so I'm sure there'll be plenty of keyboard warriors online, you know, that we're not going pro racing or whatever, but I, you know, I don't care. I'm one of them in disguise. I know you've got that fake stage name. <laughs> go online and say something, but, uh, you know, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we did, we had, we had full plans to go and I mean, Oh, I you, know you did. Cause I, I talked to you. I was going to say stuff and like, yeah, it was a month there, ago. We were trying to figure out how to yeah, help each other. Yeah. There and, was, there was talk in it and it was, uh, talking about putting the truck on the road for all 18 rounds or all 17 rounds, whatever. And I was part of some of those conversations. Yeah. It's just, you know, things go a lot different. So you're the one that got that Powerball. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's why we're not putting the truck oh, on the yeah. road. It's because I didn't get it. Uh, you know, and then obviously you go purchase a dozer and a skid steer, and that kind of changes your, your yep. budget and your plans. So, hey, those are money makers, though. Well, and, yeah, I mean, we're definitely not making any money at, out there. But I'll, find you you dirt, I'll find you a dirt <laughs> job with those things. <laughs> so if you take a skiddy to any little job, say so you're making good money. Yeah. That's yeah. I've almost bought one a couple of times. It's like, I mean, you can go do side jobs and make good money. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the one yes. thing the one thing that I do love about our facility, and, you know, obviously Duke came down because he got to see it the other day, and, and Justin, you've been riding there, but it's almost like a little slice of heaven out there. Yeah. It, it doesn't even really feel like Florida. I mean, with the elevation, with the soil, and I know, Justin, you and I were talking about that when you wrote it the very first time. Yeah. That soil and the way it kind of gets square-edged and yeah. the way it ruts up. It's I mean, real. It's real. It's real, and yeah. I, I love that. I mean, I don't like changing tires as much as I do, but <laughs> that's just what it is. Like, I've been riding on, you know, this clay heaven for two years, and yeah. you run the same tire same front and rear tire for two weeks and still has the nipples on it. And yeah. it's amazing. But when you go race, you don't see that dirt. Right. When you go to your place, it's, it gets like edgy and like, there's like some square edge stuff and the whoops are hard packed and cupped out. And I'm like, man, this is like what a one feels like, you know, like, yeah. you're like this, you see this more than anything. And, and Pooh's like, well, do you want to groom this? I'm like, no, nah, man, like leave those little ruts, like leave it chopped up. Like that's yeah. what we're going to race on. Like right. leave it. Yeah. It's to me, it's, it's so, it's so worth it with the dirt, but like, man, if you put moisture in that thing, like you can water it and in five minutes go ride and it might be slimy for a lap, but then there's just unreal traction. Yeah. And then it's like, it's, it's so good. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. <coughs> I, I think I enjoy that part the most, you know, I think the only thing I enjoy the least is all the build outs things, you know, like just anybody knows in today's world, like trying to get people there on time and trying to get things done and, you know, as quick as we wanted it to, you know, my my goal would be have the place look like a golf course. Everything's perfectly fine and done before anybody shows up, but that's just not reality. Well, the main, the main focus is the tracks and the training anyway. I mean, all the rest of that could be, it's a work in progress. Yeah, it's coming. I mean, it's coming and we definitely, we're, we're fully aware of that, you know, to see how that goes. But Justin, one thing I want to conclude on is who, all the people that are helping you out right now, part of the JSR Motorsports and the program that you got going for 2024. I mean, who who's behind you? 
Yeah, so, I mean, Honda's the big one, right? Um, that one's pretty cool to have manufacturer support on, like, a little Sprinter van program like I do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, i say Honda's the big one. And then, um, yeah, I got Alpine Stars back for next year. I've been in Garnet for a few years, but back with A-Stars now. And then uh, it's kind of just, like, the little stuff right now with, like, Twin Air and Works Connection, Dunlop, um, DID for chains and rims, uh, KSR wheels, um, a Cherubis plastic, gut seats. I'm trying to just like look at my bike right now and just remember all these things. Well, one of the things, uh, I mean, for the people listening that, that don't really know, like even for you, we're in October right now. Yeah. Is it set 2024? No, no. So far away from it. Do you think that the SMX affected that? Um, no, no, I don't think so. Um, mainly because, I mean, everyone's contracts usually end in October mm-hmm. um, or October 1st. They end and they start. Every company that has funding has to get the top factory teams and riders done first. Then we come in line. So I wouldn't say it's um, early. I wouldn't say it's late either. Um, There's still so many rolling parts right now for me to get done before we go racing. But like I said, it is still usually like all my stuff is done by like middle of December. Like everything's done. Let's go racing. Okay. Is that, um, is that a normal time frame for, for a program like me? Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, no matter what my results are, the content I'm pushing out, I, I don't have a semi, I don't have multiple riders. I, it's just me. So yeah, I'm at the end of, you know, the budget for a lot of people, but, uh, it also doesn't take, you know, the top end budget for me to run my program. So yeah, you don't um, have a lot of overhead. No, there really isn't. So it's, it's, um, yeah, it's still early, so I'm not stressing it yet. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm every single day talking to this company or that company trying to get this done and that done. I mean, I don't have gear done. Like, I'm just wearing what I had from this from the season, you know? Like, all that stuff is still in the air. Helmet's still in the air. Um, so it's just right now, just do the work, you know, and everything kind of falls falls in line. But yeah. uh, Shane, when, when were you wrapping, like, changing the wraps on trucks? <coughs> like, when would that have been? December or hmm? the wrap on the semis? When were you changing those out? Like oh, season, season. It always went down. Yeah. December, like late December. Usually to by, the last by, minute. Well, it, just like everything else, like by the time people make a decision on how it's going to be laid out and, you know, there's always changes in the design process. Yeah. Like I think we changed Chad's every year. Yeah. I think I'd be picking the truck up probably two weeks before Anaheim yeah. out of wrap. Yeah. Yeah, my, my van got wrapped uh, right before Christmas yeah. last year. Yeah. It's, that, it's a one sponsor can change your entire look. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that. I mean, you, yeah. you would, but like it literally, it's one sponsor comes in that's, you know, that actually cares about this design and this can change everything you've put together for two months. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, I pulled the wrap off my Sprinter and I'm just, I've just left it. I'm like, I'm not doing anything until I know. So you're done. Until it's done. Until yeah. everything is done. So. It's uh Well didn't you didn't you tell me that there was a time, I think it was in the two two time and, and Justin, you may have had to deal with this stuff too, but didn't you tell me there was a time that you had to change logos on the semi between races? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depending on where you so what city you so went to. So dis that was the discount tire days. So like some cities It's America's tire, right? Was America's tire. And, and then, so we had to put overlay America's over discount and then at the end of the weekend I had to rip it off run discount for whatever cities we went to and then the and then the guys would fly out and reinstall the americas for certain other cities 
That's crazy. And then I'd rip it off. And Ch- changing sponsor logos on the side of a semi like a from ten, week to week. like a $10,000 sticker, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 people don't understand that putting the stickers on the stuff is expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm just myself in this year, I think it was five grand. Just, I mean, just for a sprinter van. And, and I literally, I literally peeled it off into the trash. Yeah. Yeah. After being on for one, one, one race. Yeah. I think it only happened, it only happened like three or four times a year. Yeah, I mean, I know we did, we got our semi wrap last year right before Minios. Uh, we picked it up, I think, two weeks before Minios. I mean, you're talking fifteen thousand mm-hmm. on that wrap, and that wrap is a little bit different the way I designed it. And it, honestly, it's because of your story about the whole discount and America's Tire. Mine is a base template mm-hmm. on the truck with the Future MX is printed into it. But every other every other logo on it is a sticker. Oh, really? That's how my sprinter was. So I can peel. My up. sprinter was white. We wrapped it black, and then every single sticker on it was like Individual. logos. Even the design was yeah. separate. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I told that RJ, way if I have to change any of that. Well, I told RJ, you don't know who you're gonna piss off throughout the year, you know. Yeah. And like, <laughs> but but it's that, that's the truth. Like some people are like, I don't want to do this anymore. They're not gonna they're not gonna keep paying or something. Yeah. yeah. Gone. Yeah. Pull it off. Right. You know, and like. It, the only thing that I was, you know, I knew is like, look, we're going to keep, you know, obviously our social media handles, yeah. we're going to keep our website, we're going to keep all of our, our own base Future MX logos that we own. Mm-hmm. Everything outside of that is a sticker. I've yep. gone to the first race and that had an awning. Yeah. And they come and put it on for you. Yeah. Well, I think it was the, I think it was the week before Minio's, we got a new awning. You, you and I yeah. went up there and they gave me, they sent me the awning instructions of how to put this thing together. And I'm looking yeah. at paperwork with duke and i'm like i don't even know where to begin you want to see something funny like just go to a1 on a friday yeah and just look at how many teams are still putting logos on yeah Mm -hmm. putting their canopy on for the first time the people that's the one where they're like every team not every team but a lot of them are working until eight o'clock at night learning no just finishing their stuff because they don't like their their toolboxes aren't done yet like i remember this this past year like all of my oil was hand delivered at a1 yeah. You know, like they're just like, well, it's cheaper than shipping it. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to hand deliver it to you. You know, it's like a- A1 is like Christmas for all these teams. And then it's also like a nightmare at the same time yeah. because you're doing this, this and this. But then you're also getting this, this and this. It's, yeah. It's a it's a comical, no, I, comical I, day. I remember that for us. Spot on. I mean, which I mean, not not not, not a one. But f- for us, the very first time taking that semi, you know, because Shane and I bought that from Gas Gas last year and where we go, Des Moines? I, I didn't buy it. I helped you get it, though. That's what I'm saying. We went oh. and got it. What did we fly into? <laughs> Des Moines? Yeah. We went to Iowa. Picked Is it one it. of Ty Lubes? Did, no. Was it, was uh, it, it was owned the, by Ty Lube? Chad Schweitzer and the uh, GNCC uh, It was the G- Gas Gas GNCC. GNCC. Okay, yeah. got it. Because I know, like, Ty Lube, the lubricant people, they usually have a bunch of semis and stuff that they lease to teams and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he has like six or eight. Of them. Yeah, he has a yeah. bunch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we ended up buying this one from the Gas Gas GNCC team, and Shane and I flew to Des Moines, Iowa, and picked it up and drove it home. And it obviously completely wrapped Gas Gas, yeah. all their logos, all their brands, Milwaukee, everything. Yeah, yeah. So we're out there starting to peel some of their stuff off. But theirs is very similar to ours. Is the fact that they had a base wrap which was just the colors mm-hmm. and all the logos would peel off yeah so we were we were peeling the logos off of it once we got it back down here and then took it and got it wrapped and then had to go to the the awning company because their awning was red yeah so we went to the company that made theirs we kept all the framework but we had to get all new material yeah or canvas whatever you would call it so canopy is not cheap new no. <laughs> new no. 
No, it was about equivalent to what the wrap was. I yeah. think the I think the wrap was right around fifteen to eighteen, and I think the yeah. I think the awning was right around fifteen. Yeah, it's expensive, and that was no that's hardware. That's why I've never gone away from canopies. Yeah, I'm just like I'm never gonna go that route. No, and canopies and, are off the side. Yeah, and I love I love the canopy idea because it's way easier to set up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially when you got four foot two Duke over there with you trying to get these pins up in the top. It's like just got to bring a ladder with it. No, I had to, we had to wait till Pooh got there. Size ladder. Yeah. <laughs> we had to wait till Pooh got there and we could stand yeah. up there. He's so much taller, but no, that's, that's a lot of moving parts that people don't get to see. So it's, it's nice to be able to hear about it and congrats to you for putting the work in and the effort. I mean, essentially yeah. doing the entire program on your own. So that's that's neat. Congratulations on getting married. Oh, thank you. This off season, and then we got a baby on the way. Yep. When's the baby due? <laughs> One of the I think the first week of May. So hopefully during the week between the last two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you're not going to see me in either Denver or Salt Lake. Oh man. Well, hopefully everything goes great with that, and yep. you know, congrats on on building this family up and getting married this year, and that a huge step for you. So yeah. Number 66 on the Honda this year, Justin Starling. Anybody you want to thank, Justin, while we got you on on the podcast or before we before we go? Yeah, just kind of everyone I mentioned before, and um, you know, we're still working out a lot of the a lot of the stuff for next year. But I think a big one is just Throttleverse. They're uh, really stepping up for me and doing all the uh, the media and, and you know with the Instagram and YouTube and even TikTok, the whole thing. Like they're yeah. they're doing it all. So you know they're. Uh, going to keep us relevant, I guess you could say, throughout the whole thing. So, yeah, big thanks to those guys. And uh, Yeah, and they've got some new product coming out soon, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah, right? yeah, I think and it's... Um, new yeah. product coming soon, so... Liquid something, I can't remember the name right now. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, like an, uh, it's like a five-hour energy shot, but without all the, the bad stuff in it. Yeah. It's actually pretty good. I've used it. It gets you going. <laughs> so we'll keep keep an eye out for that, maybe even send some to, to Dino mm. when he's on the road driving. He's, he's all about those <laughs> energy boosters. Yeah, well, Dino. But, uh, yeah, no, it's... It'd be nice having you up here at the facility and being able to ride with us, you know, throughout the week and help yep. help improve the the facility and get it off the ground and going. So I'm sure we'll have you on another episode soon. Yeah, uh, that yeah, way. I'm only 40 minutes down the road. Yeah. Well, now that Absolutely. we got got you up this way all the time and you see what the place is like, but greatly appreciate your time today coming up and doing it. Episode number 32. Tyler, we got anything else? Or were you almost done? Sugar Shane, anything? No, man, I'm good. Good. JS66 this year, running the yep. new 66 number. Make sure you get some merch, right? We yep. got JS merch yep. we out. Have new stuff coming out here soon as well. Um, yeah, we got merch this year. Got yeah. the hat on right now. So anybody listening wants to support Justin and support his program, make sure you go get some merch. That helps him go fund and racing. Make sure you like, subscribe on all of the different channels, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening from. Mr. Dave Dookie, we appreciate you joining us today and, and hanging around. Me. And again, another asset to the wisdom of of the passionate sport that we all love motocross racing so episode 32 we're gonna wrap it up thanks guys